0: So I'm lucky enough today to be chatting with Barnaby Southcombe, the director of brand new movie Scarborough, which is being shown at this year's Dublin Film Festival. So hi, Barnaby, how are you? Very well, thank you.
1: Fantastic, that's good to hear.
0: Um, So do you want to maybe start off by telling us a little bit about the plotline, the story
1: in Scarborough? Sure, so Scarborough is a drama which is set in Scarborough, which is a North North Yorkshire seaside town in England. Um, And it's about... Uh, two couples who find themselves at the same hotel at the same time for the same reason. And both are teachers who are having affairs with their pupils and have gone away for one weekend, or one final weekend, to try and end the affair and find it harder to break up than they originally thought.
0: Ah. It's done over the, over the course of a weekend?
1: That's right. Um, one weekend... Um, and what you find out is that uh, these couples are uncannily close and similar to each other so much so that their own dialogue echoes itself but on one side so, so really it's a mirroring of, of these two relationships and on one side you have a female teacher uh, with a young uh, male pupil and on the other side you have a male teacher who's uh, having an affair with a young Uh, female pupil and and really it examines and and kind of questions our relationship towards gender and how that prism kind of affects how we perceive relationships.
0: Ah. So I mean would you say the story is kind of it's a little bit reflective of real life we hear all these stories we're constantly hearing these stories in the news Uh, we haven't heard one in a while actually about these uh, teachers and pupil relationships and it's all kind of blown up into a, a, a huge, huge thing. Do you think it's reflective of
1: what's happening in the in the world at the moment? I think there's not a lot. There's there's certainly not a lot of talk about it because I think it's kind of it's brushed under the cover. Um, um, uh, schools obviously find it's not a great thing for them, but um, they try to um, hush it up. And there was one 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 case that did kind of uh, break out, which was the Jeremy Forrest... Mm. Um, uh, Incident where he eloped with a 15-year-old girl to France um, on this kind of crazy course to try and live together where the age of consent was kind of lower than in the UK. And so this international manhunt um, was kind of launched. But really, what was interesting to me about it and what was really uh, thought-provoking was that during the trial, um, the, the young girl was seen... Uh, was was at was at the courthouse when he was sentenced to 5 years in prison and was seen to be crying and mouthing i love you to him as he left and and that kind of gave me pause to think well this is a girl who was you know educated and seemed to be you know of of sane mind and body and i thought well how, what is it that would drive this girl to feel this way and, and have i maybe seen the wrong side of things or so that kind of led me to to want to explore this these relationships a little bit more deeply.
0: Mm. Would you say it's uh it's still a bit of a taboo subject to be talked about I mean it's, it's great that there's a there's a film, you know, recently now that, is a, that addresses the issue.
1: Yeah, and I think it's right that it should be taboo as well. Um, uh, I don't... I, I do also think that we we need to address it because I think so many things are being dealt with but this is not really one of them and, and I think people are just looking the other way and, and, and I think that there is... A duty of care um, towards you know towards chil- towards children and, and towards you know uh, uh, pupils, but also the other way around is that we need to find a way to be able to um, help and guide teachers not to you know not to fall into the same mm. traps that they've seem to be falling into right. quite a lot. <laughs>
0: I mean, um, so the movie was originally a stage play that was turned into a film. So was it difficult making the transition?
1: Obviously, you had to make a screenplay first and then do the film. So the film takes place in this hotel, in and around the hotel. The play is set entirely in one room. I've opened it up and and taken it out into Scarborough itself. Um, I think the... I think the the advantage of a play is that your characters are so strong, your dialogue is already in such a in such a kind of rich and great place. Um, I, I think uh, from a from a point dramatically, I think things need to be opened up, and so that was my role in adapting it to to, to see how I could make it into a more cinematic piece, and so the whole town of Scarborough becomes this microcosm of their relationship and also the prying eyes of the outside world um, uh, that turn towards them. So that that was the kind of, um, I guess, challenge, but also... Um, you know, the, the exciting part of, of adapting a screen um, a play.
0: Did you cast the film yourself? Was there quite a long process of uh, finding actors? So
1: I had worked with the two adult actors before. Edward Hogg I had done um, a short film with and Jodie May had worked on my first film, I, Anna. Uh, and so I knew I knew them well and, and I approached them because it's obviously quite... Difficult subject matter for the certainly for the adults to, and, and I needed people who I could trust but also who would trust me, you know, to deal with this, this rather sensitive subject matter. And as far as the, the, the younger actors, we, um, we went through a, a casting process and, and we found the extraordinary Jessica Barden and, yeah. um, and also uh, Jordan are who are who well on their way to becoming stars in their own right.
0: So, do you get to go to many uh, film festivals? You must get to travel quite a lot in your job.
1: Um, yes, I do. I've I've kind of been around and about, which is quite the, one of the perks of of um, making films is going to uh, festivals and being invited um, to mad places around the world.
0: And so, you, you do a lot of Q and A's and things. That must be quite a you know, quite an experience. People just kind of firing questions at you.
1: Yeah, I mean that that's also one of the privileges of doing film is is really um, uh, interacting with the people directly who mm. see in in a way a bit more, a bit like theatre. You get a chance to to see the people who have actually engaged with with the films directly and mm. and also just different cultures perceiving things very differently, which is which is um, interesting. And I'm I'm curious to see how. How the Irish uh, feel about uh, this rather, you know, potentially quite uh, contentious issues um, in at the heart of this film.
0: Mm. I mean, it must be quite nice to get feedback that you might not necessarily get as a director.
1: Absolutely. I mean, um, uh, certainly the the final the the last part of the process of filming is quite a lonely one. You know, just uh, me and an editor and 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 so and the producer and, and. uh, so it's great when you can kind of um, put it out there and, and get some responses to it. I mean, they're not always good, <laughs> yeah. but, that's also, but that's also, you know, that's also part of it. And, and certainly dealing with uh, delicate issues like uh, the ones that we, we talk about in Scarborough, uh, you know, it, 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 does, it does kind of create um, divided opinions about it.
0: Mm. how did you get into directing initially was it something you thought about at school I'm assuming you didn't go to your career advisor and say I want to be a director
1: when I grow up Uh, no I started um, uh, just at the you know with the school plays and and being in them and and then I got to university and and didn't really kind of engage with the acting part of things anymore and started to uh, I was actually in the world's Worst production of the Duchess of Malfi, and uh, <laughs> and I thought, well, you know, maybe maybe I could do something uh, like that as well, and and that kind of gave me the impetus to start uh, looking at the other side of things and started really enjoying working with actors and and uh, rather than than seeing things from the inside, um, look, you know, working uh, from the outside in, and that was something that that kind of appealed to me a bit more than. So that's how it started. Yeah, I mean,
0: is there such a thing as can you you be taught to be a director, or is it just the case of landing on your feet, running, and learning as you go?
1: That's a good question. Um, I did. I'm I'm ambivalent about about courses. Um, I think most. mm, I did do a little course in in New York, a little film school, a three month course. Uh, and I did find it very helpful, but I also, what I appreciated the most about it is that on the first day that we started, the um, the, the, the the main tutor said, look, you know, we're going to teach you a lot of stuff, all of which you're going to forget until you start making films yourself. So we're going to start today and here's a camera and go out and make a film. And And that's really... I don't know if that, I'm sure that applies to many other um, professions, but that really felt like that was the case. And until you start doing it and making the mistakes yourself, you don't really understand Hmm. what it is to be a director.
0: Yeah. I mean, is it a a long process? Are you literally there from day one, uh, you know, when the scripts are obviously being put together and stuff, right to the very, very, very end?
1: It's an interminably long (laughs) process. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's, you know... um, it's, it's a good five years per project. So you've got to have a few projects on the go so that you um, can get through get through it all. I mean, I did a lot of television, which is, which is fast to turn around and um, which is quite rewarding in that way. Uh, as a director, there's, there's less creative involvement from the start. So the producers really tend to, and the, with the writers, tend to develop projects for a, a few years before directors come on. Whereas typically in a film, uh, you're involved from, from either writing in in the case of scarborough I adapted it or with other projects that i'm working on um, developing the, the work with with screen with screenwriters mm.
0: so I mean how long did scarborough take uh to put together from when you when you first became involved to having your your final finished film was it a very long process
1: yes uh, scarborough was well i I was going to do another film at the time and so i uh, I guess it probably was five years. I mean, I saw the play in, I think I saw the play in 2008. So I I hadn't decided to adapt it right then or or chase the rights for it. But um, I think... Um, I was supposed to do a film the year before last which uh, which was very close to production and then um, for, for many different reasons didn't happen in the way that films um, do and don't. And so I suddenly thought, OK, this is, Scarborough is a film I've been very interested in. I had written a draft of the screenplay and I just thought, OK, let's see if I can get this off the ground. And I started... And I did a Kickstarter campaign and actually that really did... What it said on the tin was kickstart the project, and and from that time it took twelve months for me to make and shoot the film. So, from the time I said, "Look, I'm really going to make this as a film," uh, it was a twelve month process. But, I. The idea had been germinating for several years before that.
0: Mm. I mean, when you're working on a film, is that your sole focus? I mean, are you kind of? I don't. I'm, as I said, I'm, I'm not entirely sure how a director's life works. But um, are you doing other projects at the same time, or do you have to focus totally on the on the product you're
1: working on? Um, so no, I you, you I would I would tend to develop a few projects uh, like the one I was talking about, which was supposed to which I was supposed to film. That was something that I've been working on for a couple of years. I have about three projects which I'm developing and then also I have a small production company um, and I uh, produce other people's films um, through that and that's kind of what's kept me going over the years.
0: Mm, mm. It must be nice though to to keep that variation in your life as well and doing all different sort of doing different things all the time no
1: it's not a, it's certainly not boring um, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to be doing more of it yeah. <laughs> but no it's, uh, it's definitely not boring
0: yeah so you've done a lot you've done a lot of TV um, so what do you do you have a preference between the, your TV the TV stuff that you've done and the film stuff you've done I'm, a, I'm guessing it's two different processes
1: you're absolutely right it is two different processes um, uh, the TV stuff is generally stuff which you haven't originated so uh, you have as much. They're very fun, and you get to work with great actors, and um, and you get a lot of toys to play with yeah. and stuff. So, um, and you don't have the heartache of having to be involved in all the financing, which you kind of do m- more on your on your own kind of feature films. Um, I, I guess the downside is that you're not as emotionally attached to the, mm. to the the source material, and that's really what most film directors pursue film for is that they it's it's stuff that's very close to them personally um and and creatively so 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 yes I mean it's kind of swings and roundabouts there's a lot of tv out there uh and but it takes longer to make your own film stuff so
0: Mm, mm. I mean obviously I suppose with the rise of Netflix and the way tv is going now um people are almost saying that that Netflix is the new way of, of filmmaking um, is, would that be something that you'd even you'd consider doing something
1: that kind I of way I don't think it's the way I think it's just a different platform mm. um, people said the same thing about TV mm. when that, when that started uh, and then they said the same thing about DVD when that so uh, it's it, it's different it's different ways of of putting your your material out there so uh, yes I mean Netflix has a lot of power and a lot of money at the moment but you know that that will evolve you know there are other players in the market and uh, you know the the thing is that everyone says every new every new kind of um, release platform spells the end of cinema and yet you know last year in the UK, it was the the highest r- rate of admissions for cinema, mm. you know, since well, I, I can't even remember when 20, 30 years. So, so so cinema is here to stay, but there are, you know, we want to consume things differently. So mm. I think Netflix is great too. Yeah. Um, so I mean, what is it that draws you to a story?
0: You know, you must be offered all different kinds of stuff. What is it about a story? Would it be the? Is it the plot? Is it the? You know, it could be any number of things. I suppose the genre.
1: it's just an emotional reaction Hmm. really I mean it's um, I don't know ask an actor why they wanted to I I think you engage with a subject matter or you don't Uh, I felt uh, very intrigued by Scarborough I thought the relationship you know I I I hadn't had a relationship with uh, with a teacher but (laughs) I, I found that to be you know I had had a relationship when I was younger with somebody who was much older than me and and th- that intrigued me. And, 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 I, and I think because of the nature of responsibility and the duty of care aspect of the teacher pupil relationship, what I was intrigued by was are we, you know, do, do can we really be the arbitrators of somebody else's love? And also, you know, are we as a 16 year old, I was a very fourth forthright and and very confident 16 year old but was I really you know Mm. and and so I think it's it kind of forced me to challenge those those preconceptions that I might have had about myself as a teenager and now an adult you know with Mm. responsibility towards a minor
0: yeah Uh, we were talking earlier about watching films and stuff um, does being a director and doing what you do, um, screenwriter, does that affect the way that you watch, watch a film? Say, if you went to see, I don't know, Mad Max is the first thing that's coming to my head. But um, c- can you just sit and watch a film like a, you know, just your normal Joe Soap? Do you analyse it, or is it a case of leave your director hat at the door? And...
1: I think I think the ideal is when you just leave your your hat at the door. But yeah. I think when a film's really good, you do you forget you forget yourself. I think. I think when there are problems with a film you end up you end up very quickly analyzing why that is and mm. what it is and and also you try and find you for yourself because it seems easier to identify why something doesn't work than why it does and I and and so often I find myself going well is is what is it is it the lighting is it the acting is it the writing is it the directing is it the you know so I think I think it's harder to, it's, it's harder to see what, how things work well mm. than when they don't. So, but the, uh, the ideal is I just like to go to the cinema and forget that <laughs> yeah. I am
0: it's, it's just escapism, isn't it? But, I mean, it, it's kind of... I don't know. It's, I, I suppose there's always kind of that, that nosy aspect of people and you want to see inside other people's lives. And it's, it's, I don't know. It's kind of like looking through a window at somebody else's... Always, what's going on? I, I? always
1: wonder what... Um, I always wonder what people who work in music think about music because I have I, I music for me I love music but it's a whole I don't hear individual instruments and voice I mean I hear the voice obviously in in, in lyrics but uh, talking to mus- you know musical people in my life they they have the same thing where they can they pick out the bass line they pick out the drum they pick out the the guitar and 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 I don't know how that I don't know how to see that as a whole anymore. Kind yeah, of thing.
0: yeah. I mean, they'd probably say that about directors. You know, they say, "Oh, I don't know how directors watch films mm. now, and you know, and don't overanalyze things." And, you know, it's always always sort of fascinated mm. me. If it's your job, it's always a bit like Busman's Holiday kind of thing. If you've got any sort of screenwriters or budding directors out there, what kind of advice would you give them for taking their first steps?
1: Um, well. I would give them the same advice that I was given on that little course that I did in New York, which was um, you can read all the books, you can take all the lessons, but really it's all about making and and the beauty now is that you know with a you know with a mobile phone, you can make something that looks really quite nice and edit mm-hmm. it on your computer and post it on the internet and and that really is the most important thing, and a lot of people uh, come to me and they're saying well what shall I do and how much money do I need to make my short film and how?" And I said well I think most, most people's short films are pretty awful at first and so get those out of the way quickly mm. and do as many as you can before you spend any real money on it mm. um, because it, you, you can't Nobody comes out fully formed. Even the greats have made really bad short films first. <laughs> they just haven't shown them to anyone.
0: It's got to be a learning curve, hasn't it? You can't just, as I said, you can't just uh, wake up one day and write the New York Times best-selling novel. Do you know what I I'm mean? I'm
1: sure, you know, I'm sure Damien Chazelle, who is, you know, ludicrously young and insanely talented, I, you know, I would love to see his first, you know, short films in his hidden archive. Yeah. I think he just started younger than most of us, that sort. So. The amazing Charlotte Rampling is your mother, obviously. Um,
0: so she's an amazing, absolutely amazing actress. I loved her in a sense of an ending. It was just such an incredible film. Um, so has she had much influence on your work? I'm assuming she's been sort of very encouraging.
1: Um, well, influence in the sense that I've been around film my entire life. Mm. I uh, was in a, uh, a little... Um, Portable cot basket on the set of *The Night Porter*. So, uh, in 1972. So, I grew up on film sets. So, for me, I'm what the French call an enfant de la balle, a child of the circus. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. I mean, that that's a fundamental uh, influence on me. As far as um, uh, talking about things and guiding me, she hasn't at all I mean mm. she's left. she's very much uh, been supportive but uh, I mean she was in my first film so, so she was very supportive but she's really left me to my own devices and, and you know if I want to talk about things you know we, we, we do but she's she's certainly uh, uh, never imposed anything on me
0: mm, mm. she just never seems to she never seems to stop working she's always she always seems to be doing stuff um, I mean are, are there any plans for you to work together again
1: uh, i'd love to um, i need to find the right project for her <laughs> <laughs> you have to get writing, in won't you yeah. <laughs> yeah i have something in mind so uh which i'd like i'd like i'd like to send to her so um no it was a great experience for both of us uh, and and um would definitely you know like to to do that again and you're right she just she seems to have um I guess a very restless quality, which just keeps her going, which is great for you know for everyone because uh-huh. um, she's just doing great, you know, be, you know, just really, really interesting and exciting stuff still.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, she's very much in every woman, isn't she? Do you know what I mean? She plays these amazing roles, you know. I don't, I don't know. Well, if that's the... yeah, I'm not sure that everyone <laughs> would share your your
1: uh, your. Um, <laughs> Um, opinion on that one she um but yeah i mean i think she is very normal but quite quite a few people <laughs> f- seem to find her a bit, little bit aloof and, really? uh, and distant but yeah um i i think that um her film 45 years was was mm. was really interesting and in that it was you know a very every woman type of role which was which i felt was quite um quite novel for her so I mean, huh. she she Gravitates towards very dark and, and some somewhat twisted characters um, as she finds that kind of interesting territory so I, I thought that was a really a, a really beautiful and, and very naturalistic
0: I mean it seems to be a great time for you know you've got the likes of Judy Dench and all these all these amazing women who are still working into their later years and doing you know act, acting these younger younger kids off the screen
1: yeah I mean there's there's these powerhouse powerhouse ladies aren't they I mean Judy Dench and Helen Mirren and Mm -hmm. Judy Walters and uh, you know uh, they're they're just really it's just great to see and and also it's great to see that there are good parts for for them out there Um, you know that's very encouraging
0: yeah that's fantastic well thank you so much Barnaby for taking the time to talk to me today